0: Welcome to Barry Pirro's Haunted Happenings podcast, where I share in depth stories of the paranormal, the supernatural, and the unexplained. So turn off your lights, sit back. And prepare to be scared. What do The Hobbit, Alice in Wonderland, The Wizard of Oz, and Star Wars have in common? They're all examples of voyage and return tales. Stories where a hero goes on a long journey and returns a stronger, wiser person. The same can be said of those who return to life after having a near-death experience. Many people who have had NDEs report that their lives changed for the better when they returned. Even those who say that their lives remained pretty much the same after the experience say that they're no longer afraid of dying because they're absolutely certain that something beautiful is waiting for them on the other side. In this episode, we'll hear from a woman who glimpsed the incredible beauty of the hereafter following a tragic accident while on a ski trip with her boyfriend. Her name is Lori goldsmith Sperandio, and this is her near-death experience.
1: The sequence of events as I was up in the Catskill Mountains, it was at night back at the house My boyfriend and I were fooling around playing in the snow and he had picked me up over his head to throw me into a big fluffy, but he lost his footing as he picked me up and when he went down, so now picture he had me in the air, I'm upside down, he went down like this with my head into solid ice. And everything went black, I absolutely knew, I had no doubt I was dead, I knew. I saw my body raise. I saw my parents, I was saying goodbye to my parents, I saw friends, relatives, and I was going towards this light. But to call it a light, I wish there's no word, it was so bright and so warm and drew you in so much you didn't want to go the other way. It was the most welcoming thing and it kept getting brighter. And then I got to sort of an end of a tunnel. It was like a, a tunnel light. And I knew once I step over, I'm never coming back. And I remember making the decision that I was not ready to go. And I remember screaming and yelling and carrying on, I'm not going, I'm not going, blah, blah. And I remember saying, this is not the way I want to leave the earth, that my boyfriend accidentally killed me. That is so not the way I'm okay about leaving with that legacy and hurt somebody. And my boyfriend said, by that point, he had carried me into the couch. And he had worked in a lot of ERs. He couldn't get a pulse, he couldn't get a heartbeat. He was on the phone calling 911. When I opened my eyes, he said it was really strange. (laughs) And just said to him, I have died. And I remember this, I remember explaining. And I said, so don't let me go to sleep again. I don't know that I could fight it a second time. You have to keep me awake. I've lost touch with him since, but that was the conversation he said was so weird. He said, you opened your eyes. He said, and there was no pulse or there was nothing. How long did he say you were actually, from the time that you hit your head, to the time that you opened your eyes? He probably, he said, less than five minutes. Okay. And that guy started taking control. We can't wait for 911. We have to get in your car, go to the hospital, and I'm going to keep snow in my face to stay awake, which is what we did. And when we got into the hospital, they said it was kind of freaky that I was alive. My blood pressure, which is, I'm an athlete, so it's normally about 90 over 68, mm-hmm. it's very low. My blood pressure was that of somebody that should be dead, you know, like it's so high, it should have killed you. It was 220 over, I don't remember, it was like 100 something. It was a deadly scary, They said I had a cerebral concussion, so I was throwing up uncontrollably. And then the doctor just came in and he said, what we're going to do is keep you up through the night. I said, no, I know, I I cannot close my eyes. And they kept me up till the next morning and I was completely fine. But I had seen my parents, I had seen the light, I knew I was dead. While I was in it, I knew I was dying. I was the one that made the decision not to die. I really knew so strongly, I didn't want to leave the Earth this way. That was not going to work for me. You said you saw your parents. Were your parents deceased at that no, time? No, did, did you, you were seeing... No, so you were I, was, of, I, I knew I was saying goodbye. Did you see them in their home? Did you visit them? You like, know, it wasn't or? like... Yeah, it's hard to describe. It was like images of them. Not in any particular place or anything. Like, I was floating. And I could see my mother's face as I floated, my father's face as I floated. It was just floating. And all the while you're in that light in the floating? Oh, I was in the light floating. Oh, yeah. It was drawing me and drawing me and drawing me. Oh, yeah. It was powerful. People talk about the tunnel. Not many people have mentioned the
0: tunnel as a tunnel. Was it a tunnel?
1: No, because you use that word because you don't know how to describe it. Like there was an archway at the end. And that's when I knew if I crossed over into the archway, I'm never Mm -hmm. coming back. And it was like this bright kind of cylinder-shaped thing just drawing me along. No, so it's not like a tunnel like we think of it. Right. It was cylinder-shaped, bright, very warm, drawing to the end was a big archway. And did you feel that you were moving through? Through this, or did you feel movement, or did you feel I'm getting closer? Oh, I was getting closer to the archway. Oh, I was moving. I was absolutely moving, and that's why I got like screaming and yelling because I felt it pulling me and I didn't want to go through the archway. But at the same time, it felt so phenomenal that part of you did want to go through. Right. You know, and I got real close.
0: Did you feel you were at the edge? of the tunnel, and right at the archway, or oh, you I was, had...
1: No, I remember screaming, yelling, carrying on, because it was getting closer and closer and closer, and I was like, to that there. Archway, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Did it look different on the other side of the archway than it did in see, the tunnel? You I know? never
1: saw the other side yeah. of the archway. I just was in the light, there was the arch, and I just knew if I crossed it, that's it. Once you cross that line, that's it. There's yep. no going back. Never saw the other side. And I didn't see, as I've read a lot, people said they've seen religious figures. Right. And, no. Mm. Did you get a sense that there was one
0: being, uh, like a God that was communicating to you, or just a sense of love, or a sense of... A
1: sense of love, uh, incredible love, incredible warmth in... Like I said, it's very hard to resist going. It was something like you had never felt living on the earth. Why would service. you want to not go? Not go that, yeah. You know, and I don't know to this day if it hadn't happened the way it did. If I might have, if I just fell skiing is very right. different than leaving behind your best friend to suffer this consequence of right. killing you. You know, you would kind of kick and scream that I'm not going. You know, I'm. To go oh back. no, no, I went crazy. Yeah, yelling. This is not the way I want to leave the earth. This is not how I want to leave it. I don't want to leave somebody with this is known. I remember screaming like I thought I was awake, screaming, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Right. But later he told me, no, you were just, you know, it was Flat that lines, probably. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, so you were really thinking of not wanting to leave the earth with the memory of that, or with your boyfriend at the time having
1: that's exactly felt right. no, like he was responsible for killing you that was for me that was yeah. Her- horrific yeah it was for me and it is it really would be you mm-hmm. know like i said you got to keep me awake and with a big part of my fight yeah. somebody yeah. accidentally killed me that's going to live with this forever right it was just like oh you know, that is such a bad way
0: to leave the earth now, what about? I know you said you saw your parents. Did you see yeah. anyone else?
1: You know, I don't. I remember figures, sort of, in, but I don't remember. I remember the clearest were so distinctly my parents' faces. Mm-hmm. Did you get a sense
0: that you were actually seeing what they were doing at that minute, or you think not you at just, all? It was no. just more like their memory yeah. or their
1: yeah. It's or, like you were visually seeing a memory. Mm-hmm. Like my mother wasn't in the kitchen cooking. Nothing right, like it that. Wasn't like, it was sort of an image of her, but right. I knew it was her.
0: Did the light appear like I'm picturing blackness? Did it appear as a dot that grew bigger? Or did it just start to become and light? No,
1: it's hard to even... You know, I I knew I was going black. I knew I was dead. And then all of a sudden, I was gone and going. Yeah, it was just this big round of cylinder, you know. That's why I guess people say yeah, yeah, because it feels like... Yeah, but there was an archway for sure at the end. So it must have been either brighter
0: or darker or a different color or something to distinguish it from.
1: Yeah, exactly. everything was just a brightness more than anything you've ever seen. You know, like, the brightest, bluest, sunniest day doesn't compare. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's warm and it's welcoming and it's fabulous and wonderful and great. It's everything you want to go to. And yeah, at the end was sort of, it just... It wasn't even so much... Well, it was bigger, I guess, but the cylinder just became this arch. And I just knew that was the end. The arch and was the was end. There was something past and that. And then past it, it's... Yeah, yeah. But I never saw right. uh, I guess that's the good news. I never got past it. I never saw it. Here we are, right? Yeah. I um, think if I passed it, I wouldn't be here. No. Did you have a sense of your body, uh, your ethereal body or spirit body, whatever you want to call it, I just knew I was floating above. That's how I saw my parents. So I was floating in this light. And that's the other Nathal, there's just nothing you've ever felt since since I'm 27 that compares to this lovely floating, warm, bright, right. cuddling, coddling mm-hmm. happiness. It's all in one. I always still joke to this day, well, I was definitely going to a bright and good place. <laughs> I wasn't going to something dark that felt bad. It was so beyond peaceful, so beyond loving, so beyond warm and good and fabulous and great. and You know, there are no words in our language. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've heard that before, there no, are no words that. in our language or nothing like I can't say, think of this painting, it was bright like that. Right. You know, maybe if I was an artist I could try to paint yeah. it. I don't even know if you can. Yeah. I don't know yeah. that we have the colors or the brightness yeah. to do it. And there yeah. was no angels. It wasn't a being, it was just a feeling and a, yeah, and a knowing. Yeah, so there wasn't any superior being, but it was just all a feeling. Mm-hmm. It wasn't particularly religious, but it was you would describe it more as love. Oh, feeling of love incredible love! Yeah, the best love you can know, and nothing living here on earth could compare. That, That's what I yeah. would say. Even Describe the birth the of my daughter, hmm. it, it's, it's such a different, it's a different love so completely hmm. that there's nothing on this earth that just goes with it, now. So it wasn't like you were given a choice? Well, you know, it felt a little bit like the light wanted me, and I wasn't choosing the light. So I was fighting the light. I was fighting hard. That was the feeling, yeah. fighting hard. Completely based on just not wanting to leave mm-hmm. the earth this way. Nothing about the light that was not. Mm-hmm. Like I said, had I had the same accident skiing by myself, I think there's good odds. I just wouldn't want with yeah. the light. It was so hard I to think find you can imagine. It. If you're sick or if you're an older person, oh, you'd go. And you'd just say, oh, well, I'm. You, you're so. done. You know, like yeah. they say, when one person dies and six months later, when they've been married seventy or eighty years, they mm-hmm. will it. Yeah, yeah. that's a kind of an example of that. I didn't get the feeling that any being or light or anything Mm -hmm. was saying, no, you have to... I just knew it was drawing me. I knew going past that was the end. And I knew not this way. You didn't
0: see any other people. You saw your parents and you saw kind of flashes of different people. But it wasn't like people waiting for you? No,
1: not at all. And my parents were
0: both alive.
1: Did you come back with any special abilities? I hate to call them that. I've got to tell you... I just feel stronger because I know it's for sure. I felt there is some kind of supreme something out there that probably has nothing to do with all our organized religion. I feel very strongly that I believe in God and that I pray all the time, but I always also sort of apologize and say I don't know if I'm wording it right because I don't I just know there's something right. right. I wouldn't if I was Catholic could I say that Jesus Christ? No, I didn't right. see Jesus. So I just know there's something powerful. I believe strongly there's something really powerful listening. So your belief increased after the Actually not right away when I was right. young in my twenties. It's like as I got older and this experience and you know then you get and then you I have a child later on and you're raising her with religion and all and you start thinking about this. But I really felt it's not about that at all. Right. But nothing really life-changing for me after. It's so weird. It's like it happened on a Friday or Saturday, and I went to work Monday and just went sort of back to life, being young and partying. and uh, Like, I knew I was okay. I, I knew.
0: Thank you, Lori, for your incredible story. As you've heard in this series of four near-death experience interviews, Each NDE is different. Some people report going through a tunnel, others don't. Some are told that they must come back, others are given a choice, and still others choose to come back themselves. But if you listened carefully, one thing they all had in common is love. A love so perfect, so strong, so accepting, and so beyond anything we could begin to express in words here on earth. In closing, I'd like to thank Heather, Patricia, Christina, and Lori for sharing their stories with me and with the world. My advice to my listeners is to keep these stories in your thoughts and to remember what you learned from them. That love is what we're all here for. To give it freely, to give it lavishly, and to know that we are loved far more than we can ever begin to imagine. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow me on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or Stitcher. And while you're at it, please leave a comment. To contact me, use the email address listed in the episode notes. I'm Barry Pirro, and this is Haunted Happenings.